Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Sharina Martin, cast member of Crumbs from the Table of Joy, presented by the Keen Company at Theater 5 in Theater Row. Hello and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. It is our pleasure. And we're just going to start by giving a little bit of information about this play set against the social politics of the 1950s, of course, written by Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage. It follows the 17-year-old Ernestine Crump as she adjusts to life after the passing of her beloved mother. In search of spiritual answers, Ernestine's father relocates the family from Pensacola to Brooklyn, where the Crumps must navigate a changing family dynamic, an unwelcoming neighborhood, and a shifting set of ideals. So, Sharina, upon reading Crumbs from the Table of Joy for the first time, what were your impressions of it? Well, I kind of have to go back in time because I read it uh, when I was in college. Uh, I mm. remember reading it and and being so grateful for it. Uh, I think at the time I was uh, learning a lot about the uh, the theatrical classics and um, we had a lot of instruction in, um, you know, plays like Night Mother and a lot of Albie and a lot of Tennessee Williams. Mm. And then I read this work along with um, Lydia Diamond's Stickfly, I remember at the time was huge for me because I realized that we are part of the canon as Black artists and Black theater makers. Mm-hmm. And Lynn's work was reflecting something that was true about my life and my experience. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and the mm. characters live in Brooklyn. So um, I, I just have this kind of elemental memory of feeling seen while reading that play. Uh, but I can't remember the specifics of it because college has uh, <laughs> that was a little bit ago. <laughs> right. How incredible that you were familiar with it. So let's say this time around, upon reading it as an adult, as a professional actor, did you know that they had you in mind for the character of Aunt Lily? And how did that affect your rereading of it? It's funny with time, right? When we revisit things that we have known as other selves. Um, I uh, read it again when I was called in for the audition. Um, and I, my perspective has completely changed in the time since. You know, I, I was a stand-in for Ernestine when I first read it, who's the younger uh, protagonist of the play. And Aunt Lily is this um, epic character who is my great aunties and is mm-hmm. this this uh, a woman that we all have in our lives who has set the tone for us and introduced us to new and exciting and sometimes dangerous ideas. Mm. Uh, and so reading it again uh, with Lily in mind really just, it, it blew open the doors of what I remembered the play to be because it was from a completely different perspective now. Now it was not about uh, possibility. It was about somebody who was looking to reclaim something, someone who had lost so much. So mm. the, the perspective was completely different. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The play is directed by Colette Robert. Could you talk about the rehearsal process and was Lynn Nottage in the room much and did her presence affect the process and what went on in that room? Absolutely. Um, So Colette Robert is amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. She sets the most collaborative tone 
she herself will say that she's not there to put her own ideas on everything. She's there to collect the most brilliant people in the room and have us build something together. Um, Lynn was there for our first read through, which was incredible mm. and scary. <laughs> but it's so funny that this is a memory play because all of us had our experience in a similar way. Lynn hadn't revisited this play uh, in the room in 30 years. And so she too was coming to it as a different person, as a different writer with everything she has accomplished since. This was her first professional production. Mm. So we got to see how time can affect all of us and our, our perception of our work. Uh, and that was beautiful to, to watch Lynn um, uh, uh, see it. And she gave us uh, some slight changes to the text, things that, you know, I, I'm sure all of us wish that we could go back and, and change things. And she mm -hmm. got a chance to tinker a little bit, which was so exciting to watch. It's incredible. So you allude to when the play was written, which was 1995. This is the first New York revival, almost 30 years later. Relating to the telling of this story, what, if anything, has changed? Wow, that's incredible. Uh, that's an incredible question. Mm. Incredible thing to think about. Mm -hmm. You know, so much has changed and also nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. And I think in the telling of this story, there's so much universality, right? There's the coming of age story. There's someone who's a fish out of water in a new location, trying to understand her world, being introduced to uh, these very challenging ideas. Um, and there's also the racial politics that mm -hmm. in 1995 were very, very pervasive. And in 1950, when the play mm -hmm. took place, were pervasive and mm -hmm. now are pervasive. I think this is the best time to revive this play because we're all situated in re-examining how we relate to one another, how we navigate these differences, how we achieve and overcome together. So... Um, I, I think time has affected the play, but time also, you know, unfortunately, things haven't changed enough for, for this play to not be relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the audition process for you. How did it come about and what was that process like? Uh, well, I'm lucky enough to be a member of Ensemble Studio Theater, which is an mm -hmm. off-Broadway company here in New York. Um, and so is Colette. So we have worked together before. Um, I've been I've read some plays that she has written. She's also a writer, a beautiful, beautiful writer. So I've worked with her in a few capacities in the past through EST. And uh, she called me in for uh, callbacks uh, for Lily. I was completely surprised because Lily is um, it's a it's a character that I I'm not used to. I, I do a lot of contemporary plays. I do a lot of new work. And so this was uh, reaching into a, a well that was that was new for me and that was stretching for me, but was so beautiful. And I, I was really grateful that Colette saw uh, Lily in me. Uh, she saw that that there mm -hmm. are a lot of similarities between me and this and this uh, wild, wonderful woman. <laughs> now, you grew up in Brooklyn, but decided to go to Northwestern University in Chicago to study theater and African-American studies. Yes. What about that university and location attracted you? Um, first of all, go Cats. I loved Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Um, 
really the deciding factor for me. Uh, I my my final two choices were between uh, NYU and Northwestern, and mm-hmm. Northwestern allowed you to study theater and. It was a place where you could explore other areas of interest, which to me ended up being African-American studies. But I knew that I wanted to to be in theater. I wanted to learn more about theater, but I also wanted to learn more about the world. I I wanted Mm. to be a a little more holistic in my studies and my exploration of what my life would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Northwestern allowed me to do that while simultaneously giving me an incredible theater education. Mm-hmm. And as a young theater maker in Chicago, what opportunities might you have had there that wouldn't have been accessible in New York? Oh, my goodness. I worked. I worked uh-huh. so quickly right out the gate because Chicago as a theater community, you cannot beat it. It embraces you. It gives you opportunities. It gives you opportunities to fail and to succeed and mm. to throw things up in, in an alleyway with just incredible geniuses and then to put something on the stage at Steppenwolf or Looking Glass. Um, Mm -hmm. That theater community is so collaborative and so uh, just unstoppable. The the vibrancy um, really infected me very quickly. I I started working at Looking Glass Theater um, before I graduated. Hmm. And those opportunities, I don't think that they're here necessarily. Everything, um, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a little bit of a scarcity in New York, whereas in Chicago, the, the barriers are not the same. So I'm I'm so grateful for that time where I could mm-hmm. just, you know, gather a bunch of friends and say, I don't know, let's do a play that's based on a bunch of poetry and let's do it in this field and people will come and it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> will you share a favorite memory um, from an experience at Steppenwolf or Looking Glass? Oh, well, I went to the school at Steppenwolf, um, which is, uh, it was a wonderful program where you just had access to so many incredible teachers, including um, K. Todd Freeman, who is uh, an actor who works both in New York and Chicago. And he is, I think, one of the best practitioners of theater that I uh, have ever known. Um, and he just, uh, as a teacher, he was relentless. He was unyielding. He just pushed us and pushed us and pushed us. It was about being real, being honest and being immediate. And I remember being in a class with him and just having him drill us and make us repeat the scene and repeat the scene until we were exhausted. And the exhaustion was the point. And I think, uh, just that ethos of it's about the work, it's about telling the story more than anything else was uh, something that shaped me so completely. Mm, How extraordinary. And of course, you've done so much immersive work in, in brand new plays in your time in Chicago and in New York. And you made your Broadway debut in the recent revival of The Piano Lesson, understudying the roles of Grace and Bernice. What was that experience like for you? That was incredible. It was incredible. Um, It's interesting uh, because I believe that LaTanya Jackson, who um, directed The Piano Lesson, has the same ethos as Colette Robert, uh, in which you bring the best people into the room. Uh, you bring people who are kind to each other, who are respectful and who love the work above all else. And you let them 
explore. And that's mm. what I got to watch. Um, she was, uh, she did something that's so wild. She had understudies in the room from day one. And mm. so we got to watch all of these incredible actors build. I got to see Sam Jackson put together Doker from scratch and, and explore all of these nuanced moments that are on the page and off the page. I got to watch him live and breathe in this character. So uh, that was such a sacred experience to me. I'm so grateful that, yes, it was my Broadway debut um, and that's wonderful, but really sharing space with those artists is the thing that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Mm, how lovely. As a member of Ensemble Studio Theater, such an esteemed established company, are there projects that you're particularly interested in pursuing? You know, I, as you uh, have noted, I love mm-hmm. work. So mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. ask me what role I want to do and what I'm looking forward to. I don't know if it's been written yet. I I love taking apart something brand new and exploring the gears, figuring out how it works, figuring out how we can talk about it, where it sits in our contemporary world. Um, so EST, you know, they they do beautiful productions. They have an upcoming uh, production of the play Smart. I uh, urge everybody to go see it. But um, their their readings are the thing that that I love the most because you'll get a new play from a young blood playwright from someone who's established from an ensemble member and you get to just tear it apart and you don't know you have no idea is it going to be brilliant does it need more work is it about the future is it about the past you just don't know so the thing I love about ensemble studio theater is the unknowing Mm. (laughs) of what's coming next Mm -hmm. well Sharina this has been terrific thank you so much for sharing your time with us today Oh, thank you. This is a wonderful conversation. Have a great day. You too. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Sharina Martin, cast member of Crumbs from the Table of Joy, presented by the Keen Company at Theater 5 at Theater Row. Thank you. Thank you.